Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host attorney Rodney Dowell here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast, helping attorneys improve their practice. We're glad you could listen today on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dow, Interim Executive Director of Massachusetts Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers, Inc., helping attorneys, judges, and their families deal with the issues of life in the law, and the Director of the Massachusetts Law Office Management Program, offering free consultations to Massachusetts attorneys to improve their business practices. For more information on these programs, go to www.lclma.org, and for LOMAP services, visit www.masslomap.org. That's M-A-S-S-L-O-M-A-P.org. I'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors, EnterYourHours.com, an online legal billing software solution, a soft, uh, firm manager by LexisNexis, a cloud-based case management solution, and SunTrust, offering private wealth management solutions at suntrust.com backslash law. In the last five or six years, podcasts have become increasingly available and cover all topics of all flavors. Thanks to Legal Talk Network, uh, which you're listening listening to now, our program has been uh, part of two podcasts, the On Billable Hour, uh, which uh, you're currently listening to, and the Legal Toolkit, hosted by Jared Correa. Our guest today, Dennis Kennedy, is a St. Louis-based legal technology writer and information technology lawyer, blogger, and is also co-host of the podcast, The Kennedy Mile Report, which you can also find on Legal Talk Network. However, today, Dennis Kennedy is here to talk about the value of listening to podcasts as opposed to creating podcasts. Dennis, thanks for joining me today. Oh, Rodney, it's great to uh, talk to you again. As, as they say, long-time listener, first-time first guest. Uh, last time we were talking, uh, we were doing a presentation together about open-source software for lawyers at ABA Tech Show and having a great time doing that. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, just as an aside here, I mean, one of the things we talked about was a uh, program that allow attorneys to uh, to an open source program that would allow attorneys to uh, record their own podcast. Um, but today, I, I, you know, I normally assume that the listeners of our podcast uh, are people that already know what 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 we're talking about here. But I'm hoping that we'll be able to get some newbies uh, listening, uh, because of the topic. So can you just explain what we're talking about when we say, uh, a podcast? Well, let me give you a couple definitions and sort of work from the technical to the, to the practical. And so in, in a way, podcasts are episodic and non-streaming audio and video content that's delivered automatically through a, a feed or a subscription. And and so originally, and podcasts go back, I guess, to about 2004 historically. And the idea was that somebody would put an audio, and we usually think of podcasts as audio, but it can be audio or video. You put the MP3 file or the other audio file into an RSS feed, uh, which is typically you associate that, that sort of feed that is associated with a blog. And then that 
that uh, audio file would be delivered out to somebody who had subscribed to the feed. And then, say, overnight or at, at some time in the background, that file would be downloaded, and then you would have it uh, available for you to, to listen to. And people typically were listening on their iPods. Uh, so instead of calling these webcasts, which might be a better way to, to think about them, they became known as podcasts, uh, which is sort of a good, good way to think about them because it shows that they're portable. You can put them on the iPod and you're moving the con, you're getting your content from the internet and then putting it on your iPod to, to listen to on a sort of automatic basis. Although, and we'll talk about this, I think a little bit later. Sometimes it's confusing for people because you really don't need an iPod uh, to, li to listen to podcasts. Um, the second, second way to think about podcasts are that uh, the delivery vehicle becomes less of an RSS feed and becomes iTunes itself. And so you're, you're going on into the iTunes store. There's a there's going to be a tab that, that uh, has all these podcasts that are available for free. You pick the ones you want. You subscribe to them. Then in iTunes itself, the new the new podcast will come to you. The new episodes will come to you. You'll be able then to sync them to your to your iPod or listen to them on your computer through iTunes. And then the final way that's um, I think really a great way to to think about podcasting is it's TiVo for radio. So you're able to you're able to, to sort of time shift and take content that you might not be able to listen to in real time, um, and and move it to a time and a place that you can you can listen to it. And so from you know NPR broadcasts to to other you know other shows and, and content, you can listen to them when you want. And so podcasts in a way become the the exact opposite of streaming. So you don't have to be live, you don't have to be there. You can listen at your convenience, and and that I think gives people a uh, I think a, a a feel for what I think podcasts really are. Um, yeah, both technically and practically. Well, and and I think you you kind of touched upon this issue as you were explaining what the uh, podcast are. But for our listeners, you know, who are primarily, I think, uh, attorneys and and maybe uh, consultants that that work with attorneys, how do you see those people uh, getting value from listening to the podcast? Well, I. It surprised me sometimes because attorneys do struggle with how a podcast could be valuable to them. But I, I think that um, if you're an audio learner, so you like audio books, uh, you like going to lectures, you like going to seminars, and that's a really great way that you learn, then the idea that you can have the content you want whenever you want and, and listen to, to it in the way you want is really attractive. I also think there's a benefit um, that a lot of, of people involved in sort of from the self-help to the success to helping, you know, helping people say that one of the things you need to do is to turn some of the downtime you have into learning time. And so if you have a long commute, um, you know, like, why are you just listening to the radio when you could use that time uh, for learning purposes? And I, I think the podcasts really fit into that. And it's, you know, after, you know, the about seven years of podcasting, 
there's it's an amazing amount of content that's out there from seminar recordings to regular shows to uh you know also on all sorts of topics and so if you have a long commute like i do then it's really a great way to to learn things while while you're in the car and and be the same thing if you're on a train or if you have other times when you're just listening to the radio the idea that now you can control the content that you're listening to and not have to bother with commercials uh, is is really attractive. And and I think that people will be surprised how much, um, you know, practice-specific content is out there, but also uh, information by subject matter, information about maybe your client's business, uh, information on all sorts of topics that could be of interest to you. So um, it, for me, it's hard to imagine lawyers not benefiting from listening to to some number of podcasts on a regular basis, and I now here in Massachusetts, we, we you know we don't have a continuing education requirement, but I know in most states uh, they do. I I assume that there's podcasts available for attorneys where they could actually uh, be listening to the podcast and and getting continuing education credits for those. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, on, as all these things, it sort of varies from state to state. And in the states yeah. that have self-study requirements, I, I think that at least in some, you can you can listen to podcasts. Um, you know, it's, it's a funny thing how those rules are, because if you have the ability, I mean, it's, to me, one of the great things about podcasts is that you could say, I could get a podcast of the best person doing the best lecture about the topic that is most pertinent to what I'm doing. Um and listen to that. And you might find that in your state, that's, they don't allow you to get CLE credit for that. Um, but if you, you know, f- go to some, you know, some presentation live that you can barely pay attention to, it's really boring. You get full <laughs> credit for that. So it's, it's that kind of yeah. odd world that we find in, in self study where the, the emphasis, and I guess it's like a lot of the practice laws, CLE is the same way. It's the emphasis is on hours. You know, rather than the quality of what 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 you're getting, right? And and I think I mean the other thing I I, I know is that uh, you know for example your your uh, podcast uh, is largely or at least I consider a, a very good one of the leading podcasts on on legal technology, uh, and you guys cover a broad uh, array of of topics on legal technology and and there's some other podcasts out there and then there's as you said real uh, practice specific ones but if the if our listeners here want to start finding uh, you know podcasts that they think will be interesting to them be it legal or otherwise what's the best way for them to go about uh, finding re- you know the best podcast and where should they look to to do that well there's there's really two great ways but i, I and just for one second i want to go back and give one illustration of that happened oh, sure. to me happened to me this morning that i think lawyers may really appreciate so this was actually on the legal talk network there was a 6 minute podcast about uh uh whether whether company owns the code, the intellectual property rights in the code that's produced by it, and, and essentially a little six minute discussion on work made for for hire under and the copyright laws. So, if you had a client coming in that you knew had a question, you just need to refresh your memory or get familiar with that issue in six minutes. 
you've listened to somebody who's distilled um, that topic down and you can hear it. And, and instead of going out and finding articles that are difficult to read or maybe not so focused, you get this great little six minute thing. And so I think that's a, a, a great illustration from just this morning of, of the types of things you can find with podcasts. So there's two great ways to find podcasts. And so the, the main one and the easiest one for people, I think, is to use iTunes. So if you're in the iTunes world, as a lot of people are, and, and you know, you can run iTunes on a Mac or on Windows, but sort of assumes you have an iPod, an iPhone, or an iPad, you can, there's, there's an option uh, when you go into the iTunes store, there's a tab that says podcast. You can go in there and it will, you can search by topic. It's, it shows you popular uh, podcasts. Um, all podcasts are all, all free. I, I, I don't know if I've ever run into any that, that you get charged for. Um, and then you pick the one you want. You can look at the episodes and then you, you just click on a button that says subscribe and then the the most recent one will download into iTunes into you uh, for you and then you'll be have the option to be able to go and see back episodes and then you'll see in iTunes uh, in the in your library there's a file folder that will say podcasts and you'll be able to see those you'll also then be able to sync those to your iPod and you're all set to go and then you can listen to that podcast either on your computer using iTunes or on a podcast. And so you can just search by topic. I think that's really the easiest way and a way you can really discover the the depth um, and breadth of podcasts today. The other thing that's kind of interesting to me, and I use a lot, is a site called Huff Duffer. It's H-U-F-F-D-U-F-F-E-R. And it's a place where people... Um, Submit podcasts that they like, and um, you see the new ones that gets added, and then you can also search by topic and and by keywords. And so that's been going for it seems about a year or so. And so they're, they're really uh, assembling a database of podcasts that, that other people have liked. And so you can find uh, a lot of things that may not be the sort of episodic podcasts, but seminar lectures. Um, you know, readings, old radio shows, all sorts of all sorts of great audio content, and then you just download those. You you uh, add them to your iTunes library, uh, and then you're able to sync them to to an iPod. Um, and so that's another way to do it. So you have to. It's a little trickier because you sort of have to save the audio file and then import it into iTunes. Um, and that and I use Huffdover for the sort of one time program that looks really great. And then I may use that if I like it. I may say, oh, I like the hosts of that program, or I like what's the topic of, of this podcast, um, I'll, go see, I'll go subscribe in iTunes to the whole podcast and get back episodes and do that sort of thing. So Huff Duffer, and then, um, which is just HuffDuffer.com, or the iTunes uh, store, especially in the podcast area. And I would guess that, that those kind of work as almost like a ratings uh, mechanism, right? I mean, if people are taking the time to put them on Huff Duffer, uh, then the, it's obviously someone thinks that these are worthwhile. Hopefully, it's not just the person that's created the, the podcast, but... Yeah, it doesn't seem like people game Huff Duffer that much. So you do get things that... Uh, 
you know, people will put up there that are, that are, to me are really good. And so if you're looking especially for that, you know, podcast with one of the best people in the field talking about their topic matter, say they've done a presentation recently, um, it's really amazing for that. Or, you know, and you're one of your favorite authors in doing an interview or a reading, you can find that stuff on HuffDuff or and it's it's really a, an amazing resource. I'd also say that on the iTunes store, uh, people do rate podcasts as well, so you can kind of see some ratings and and reviews of how well people like uh, certain podcasts before you subscribe to them. But they're free, and I'm you know me, I just I just subscribe to things. I listen to it. If I don't like it, then then I drop them off my list. Right. No no loss. It, it, it has been interesting to me that it doesn't seem to me that people are as uh, uh, busy rating the podcast as they are, like the music and you know um, some of the apps and stuff. The podcast I don't don't seem to uh, either generate the uh, enthusiasm or the, maybe the dislike uh, enough to for people to come in and rate them as much as some of the other options on iTunes. Yeah, and there's I actually have a theory about that. It, it's you yeah. sort of have the one-time listen, so you know, you typically listen to a podcast and then you're you're done with it, so it's not like a song that you go back to. And then uh, there's usually a time at least for me there's a time gap between I when I download uh that podcast and so if I listen to it it's it's another step and I would have to go someplace else to actually write it. So I never right. get around to that. And that's one thing I struggle a bit with on podcasts, too, because I would love to share more podcasts with people because I run across things I really like. Um, but to kind of go back and find a URL and link to it is, is a really cumbersome process. And it's hard to find things once you have it, and especially the stuff that automatically downloads. So I would love to do like a set of blog posts or even a podcast that says, here's some of the great podcasts I've listened to recently. But the idea of finding the links to those is, is a little bit daunting for me. So I've never got around to it. So I wish there are s- some ways you can email links to podcasts and do things like that. But it's, it's uh, not as easy as just hyperlinking to a regular website or a blog post that you find interesting. So that's I, I think that's kind of a, uh, a disappointing aspect of, of podcasting that maybe, you know, in, in the future will fix. So it's a lot easier to share things to say, here's a podcast I really liked. Yeah, no, I agree. I've always had problems uh, with the same issue. It's like you, you people ask you what podcast are you listening to, uh, and you then have to go do the search and, and give them the link and so forth. But it's right now it's time for a quick break and a word from our sponsors, which include enteryourhours.com, firm manager by LexisNexis, and SunTrust. When we return, more with Dennis Kennedy. EnterYourHours.com is the online legal billing software solution that's taken the legal community by storm. EnterYourHours.com has all the advanced features you expect from your legal billing system. But for those of you who just want a simple way to bill, EnterYourHours.com has you covered too. The software is ready to go with easy-to-follow online help, and the default settings will have you sending professional invoices in minutes. Try EnterYourHours.com's fully functional free trial. There's no credit card required and absolutely no obligation. And don't forget that Legal Talk Network customers receive a 10% lifetime discount by typing Legal Talk in the promotional code field when you sign up. Thanks for tuning into our program today. We want to let you know about something extraordinary happening in the legal industry. Right now, hundreds of independent attorneys just like yourself 
are working to bring a very special product to market. These attorneys are part of a development program at LexisNexis, and they are working under NDA on a brand new application that will change the way you run your practice. This solution, LexisNexis Firm Manager, is a web-based, highly secure application operating in SAS 70 Type 2 attested data centers. If you are interested in test driving LexisNexis Firm Manager at no charge, or to learn more, visit www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. Has the recent economic climate affected the financial goals of your firm? Get back on track with help from SunTrust. Our private wealth management legal specialty group works solely with lawyers and their firms to deliver unique solutions designed for the legal community. SunTrust advisors give you sound guidance on everything from maximizing cash flow and waiting through benefits planning to understanding how to retain attorneys and staff. Learn more at www.suntrust.com legal. SunTrust. Live solid. Bank solid. SunTrust Bank. Member FDIC. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial playing in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at legaltalknetwork.com. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. Welcome back to the Unbillable Hour on Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dow, joined by Dennis Kennedy, a St. Louis-based legal technology writer and information technology lawyer, blogger, and also co-host of the podcast, The Kennedy Mile Report, which you can find here at Legal Talk Network. Uh, Dennis, uh, just uh, you know, one of the things I hear from many attorneys is they either uh, or afraid that the uh, podcasts are going to be too long and take up all their time, or they don't have a good experience listening to po- podcasts. Are, are there any uh, suggestions you have uh, as to either of those issues on, on what they can do to improve their experience? Well, I know one of the things that prompted um, the conversation we're having is I did a uh, my ABA Journal technology column a couple of months ago on on some tips for for listening to podcasts. So um, I, I recommend a lot of the things that I say in that article. But what I usually hear is the objections, and let me just deal with the easiest one first. Is some lawyers will say to me, "I, I don't listen to podcasts because I don't have an iPod." Well. You know, it's it's audio content, so there's a number of ways to do that. So you don't have to listen to it on an iPod itself. Um, you can use an audio other audio player, or a lot of people listen to podcasts right at their desk on on their computer using iTunes or another audio player. So that's the easy one. I think sometimes it's off putting to people. Um, uh, and, and to me as well, it, with podcasts that have poor sound quality, and so I think if lawyers run into really poor recording, um, some of the some of the Skype recordings can be bad. They're sort of like a Skype sound when Skype starts to fade out that you, I've grown to recognize. But poor sound quality drives me away away from podcasts. So that's and and podcasts have really been changed. I think by 
NPR was a huge mover in the space with their great sound quality and putting all their content out. I think it really set the bar uh, for high quality sound. And I know on Legal Talk Network, we're almost obsessed with, with sound quality. So I, and that's one of the things that, that drew Tom and, and me to, to Legal Talk Network because we really fussed over sound quality when we were doing the podcast on our own. The other thing is complexity. So the concept is pretty simple, but I found when I in prep, you know, preparing for this, I looked at the way I actually get things onto my iPod and how I get podcasts on a daily basis, and it's really pretty complicated. Um, so I, th I think if people stick to one approach like iTunes um, and and use that that way of of getting podcasts till they get going, um, that. That will that will help a lot. Um, it is a little tricky sometimes to get podcasts to sync to your iPod. There's some, uh, there may be some check boxes you have to do and look into that. I just you know this is my usual tip on this that nobody believes whenever I say it, and I, but I actually do this. Is <laughs> you just go to the help menu and look up you know syncing podcasts or whatever you need, and it's amazingly it tells you step by step how to do that. So that's that's a big help. And then the last thing you said is time, um, and. I, you know, I struggled this from with this from the early days. So when I first talked to somebody who's going to do a podcast, I said, I'm really concerned about, um, you know, I'm going to have all this audio content stack up and iTunes is going to tell me that you have, you know, 700 podcasts and 42.4 days worth of, of uh, you know, listening to do. And that's going to be yet one more thing nagging me with stuff that I don't get done. And there's some element of truth to that. But I think the ideal podcast tends to be in the 20 minute range. Um, and then once you go longer, it's harder for people unless the content or the, the person on the the podcast is really attractive to, to someone. My big trick um, that, you know, hopefully I'll become known for because uh, it's something I, I feel like I pioneered, but in on uh, the newer iPods and the iPhones, um, there is something that allows you to listen to podcasts in double speed. And and so it, it doubles the speed without changing the sound quality. So it's not like you're listening to Mickey Mouse. It's really sort of amazing. It's very easy to understand. Your brain adapts really quickly. And then all of a sudden, those hour-long podcasts become 30-minute podcasts. And they become more interesting because you don't have as many gaps in, in spaces. It's an amazing effect. And it's really changed the approach that I've taken to podcasting. You can't multitask. you got to really concentrate a little bit on what you're listening listening to, but for the longer uh, podcast, that's a great way to go. I would say it has a couple of side effects unexpected, though. Uh, one is what, when you hear people in regular speed, you wonder if they had a stroke or something because they sound so <laughs> slow. So slow. And the other thing is when you're in a regular live seminar, you're looking for that double speed button as well. So um, those, are, those are the warnings I would give. But the double speed setting on the iPhone, I, I think, is is just a, a great thing, especially for, you know, sort of hard charging lawyers concerned about time anyway. It's a great way to get more content. And, and, and it's possible. I think you retain more even. Absolutely, and and that's really funny that you mentioned the uh, issue of multitasking because I I do find that when I uh, I'll be listening to a podcast, have it on the double speed, and then all of a sudden start reading something, and I've I, I get back into the podcast, and I've noticed I've missed like three four minutes of of the conversation, 
So it, it really is hard for at least for me to to do both. Uh, but from from here, let's let's just ask. A, besides, I mean, obviously, you're you're you have a great podcast, and Legal Talk Network has a whole host of great podcasts. Are there any uh, podcasts, either legal or non legal, that you would uh, suggest to to our listeners? Well, I listen to such a broad range of things, and I change the mix of what I do from time to time. So things drop in and drop off. And so what I recommend to people is find some stuff that really interests you uh, and maybe some stuff that you like to listen to that you don't have the chance because it's at a time when, when you work. So there are a number of, of ESPN podcasts I listen to on a, on a regular basis. I also listen to a lot of stuff in technology to keep myself up with things. Um, there's one called APM Marketplace Tech report I listen to every day, four minutes, just has technology highlights. There's a great one on uh, sort of of outside my field. And and one of the things I like about podcasts is you can go outside your field uh, and find just great stuff. But a podcast called Tech Talk, uh, hosted by Moira Gunn, which generally focuses on biotech. But I think Moira Gunn is possibly the best best interviewer going out there. And, and so I just enjoy listening to the way she does interviews and, and learning information. It tends to be about biotech, but technology in general. That's an approach. I love a lot of the BBC podcasts. There's one called In Our Time, which has a usually gets three professors uh, talking about some historical or, or scientific topic. That's great. Uh, BBC had a great one called uh, uh, History of the World in 100 Objects, which was absolutely fascinating. I know a lot of people like that. Uh, the TED Talks that people like are available in audio form. Um, I listen to The Economist to get, you know, information about uh, uh, financial markets and stuff. Um, I'm, you know, I work in the payments industry. So there's a really great payments industry podcast that, you know, keeps me up with current developments there. So I, I just like to give people a sense of how broad um, the range of things are and that you're not saying, oh, I don't want to listen to yet all, you know, you know yet more legal stuff because you don't have to do that. You can do focus stuff. You can listen to there's undoubtedly going to be a podcast about your favorite TV show. Um, so I just sample things that you would you might like. And, and I think you'll get a sense for how podcasts can help you or entertain you. There is that sense of, like I said, you know, TiVo for radio just helps you move content and give you better control of content you listen to eliminate commercials. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that really is true. I mean, what a, what a great breadth of uh, information that there is out there. Um, And uh, as you said, you know, some great technology stuff out there, practice specific stuff. I think the ABA has some, uh, a program put out by uh, the TIPS, which is the tort, uh, uh, I think it's the tort group. Uh, and so there's really just a, a plethora of information out there for for attorneys and or for athletes or for uh, history buffs, etc. So it's really a, a great way to spend some time, uh, especially if you're sitting on a treadmill or, or stuck on a commute or something. Can I give, but, you, my, uh, well, can that, I give you my favorite new tip? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Please. Okay. So what I, what I used to do to learn a new topic um, and just get up to speed was I'd go out and try to find the PowerPoint slides of somebody who was doing an intro presentation about it. And I'd look at the PowerPoint slides to see what they thought were the highlights and how they presented it. Now what I do is when I want to learn some new topic and say it's I want to know a little bit about HTML5 or something like that, I'll go find a, try to find a podcast that could be a seminar recording or just an intro from people 
from somebody who's an expert on the field. And then I'll listen to that to that podcast. And that gives me the overview with the highlights of somebody who's really an expert in the field in a short period of time. So in half an hour, I can be up to speed by listening to a podcast, um, you know, in a really great way. And so I think that for lawyers who want to learn maybe about the industry that they're in or about a client or something of interest to a client, it's an amazing way to get up to speed uh, uh, quickly. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I find really interesting is the, uh, and although I haven't delved into it very far, is the iTunes U, which are podcasts, you, sometimes entire uh, uh, classes. Yeah, the uh, whole course for a whole semester will whole, be in. Yeah, right. it's, it's oh. interesting. It's That's interesting because it, it's one of those things. That's why I like double speed, too, because uh, – you can listen to that. Sometimes the recordings aren't that great um, because it is a classroom recording. And sometimes the, the double speed, you know, that sometimes professors speak a little slowly, you know, podcasters <laughs> speak a little slowly. So it's sort of nice in the iTunes thing. But yeah, I've dipped, I've dipped in there. And, and I think Stanford recently has had an unbelievable subscription rate. I mean, like hundreds of thousands to some of its computer science classes that it's uh, releasing through uh, uh, iTunes University, its podcasts. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, they have an entire course, for example, on how to uh, program for iPads and, and iPhones. So uh, as, as as basically, as we've talked about, there's just a plethora of information out there and uh, really much to be learned uh, if you take the time to find the podcasts that are helpful to you. So that wraps up this edition of the On Billable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. I really want to thank you, Dennis, uh, for joining us today. It's always a pleasure uh, and look forward to uh, seeing you out on the Cape in October. Uh, if you can just take a moment, can you tell our listeners where they can go to find more about you and maybe uh, read your blogs and listen to your podcast? Yeah, so I, probably the... I'm out there in a, in a lot of settings. And so I usually refer people to the, the Kennedy Mile Report podcast where I, I think a lot of my content or certainly my best content is these days. I write the tech column for ABA Journal. So you can find that typically on a monthly basis. And then uh, my blog is uh, DennisKennedy.com slash blog. Um, and uh, so you'll see some stuff that I post on a you know fairly regular basis pointing to some of the things I, I do. But I usually try to get out good information about uh, legal technology and other things of interest to me. And, and you'll find me on Twitter and Facebook and all, all the usual places. And Twitter and Facebook, I think that's under uh, Dennis Kennedy, right? Uh, yeah, one so, word under for Twitter. Yeah, so usually um, I try to to I, I don't know whether the other Dennis Kennedys like this so much, but um, I usually <laughs> try to get that Dennis Kennedy all one word is is my username. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And remember, uh, you can subscribe to this edition of, of the podcast at Legal Talk Networks or in iTunes, as uh, Dennis has indicated. And you can uh, feel free to continue this conversation on Twitter, where you can find me at Rodney Dow. And I hope you'll join us again on the next on Bill Blower, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast with Attorney Rodney Dowell. Join us again for the next edition right here on the Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive or download PLI's mobile app.